The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is the news. And why, 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 why it matters. Uh, Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. We were just discussing how freaking cold it is in here. Mm -hmm. And clearly that also matters. Mm -hmm. Just letting you know. Stu, top story. This is why we root for global warming on this network. (laughs) Uh, um, uh, Top story uh, is uh, the incredibly Hispanic Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, his name is Robert Francis. Robert Francis O'Rourke. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jason. Uh, more Khashoggi news. I know we've been talking about this a lot this week, but it just keeps getting crazier and crazier as this goes along. Um, and I've also ta- thought about a little bit how we can respond and some maybe moves that we can make if it in turn find out that they, you know, the Saudis were responsible for this. Okay. And once again, Andrew Heaton. Hello. Mm, I'm, yes. I'm still here. I haven't figured my way out of the parking lot yet. <laughs> I need to get it validated, so I've just been st- glad I have all these blazers that I, that I found. Uh, I, I am going to reach out to the many viewers in Canada and let them know that they're free to buy weed now. It's now legal there. Ah, oh, there we, well, we do have a very large Canadian yeah. fan base. I, I, I so. thought about coming to the Canadian Bureau. <laughs> it's mainly because I'm a Canadian sports celebrity. Uh, yeah, okay. That's true. Not everyone knows that. That's so true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot to get to. Before we do, I want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. Uh, My Patriot Supply is there when you really, really are in dire need of food. So if your wife goes out of town... Um, and you can't cook. And no, is that not, no, I don't is that not what true? What if we're hopelessly single? Would this also benefit yes. me? Yes, yes. <laughs> if you're living in Bachelor City, yeah, I'm you just got your bachelor pad. over the sink because I don't know where to get a trash can. So this would be this would be very helpful to me. <laughs> yes. So, but in all seriousness, you know, we just had that hurricane. Um, that it, in Dallas, it feels like it's it's not going to stop raining ever. Uh, and there's some flooding that's gone along with that. But you know, you think about hurricanes. You it's flooding. You lose power. You don't have a refrigerator anymore. You don't have food yeah. that's available. So what do you do? The thing with my Patriot Supply too is like it's it has the Glenn side of it. Like I'm a prepper and I'm going to get all this stuff, you right. know. And then it has the me side of it, which is like you know maybe if I have a couple of packs of soy sauce, I'm like right. pretty happy with myself for <laughs> preparation wise. This you could knock it out one quick call. You knock out 95 percent of all emergencies with this two week pack that they have. And you're like you know you'll have you'll have it there. Hopefully you never even need to open it. Mm-hmm. But when you do, it actually tastes good, which is kind of a nice benefit too. Yeah, and uh, the cost is amazing. So right now you can go to preparewithnews.com and you can get, like Stu said, two weeks of emergency food supply. So that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 75 bucks. That's cheaper than taking the family out for one night out to eat. So go to preparewithnews.com. All right, Stu. Uh, Robert yeah. Francis O'Rourke yes. and Ted, Ted Cruz had a uh, Raphael Cruz. Sorry, Raphael. Uh, yes, neither one of them use their actual <laughs> names, uh, which is uh, it makes a lot of sense with politicians. Yes. Um, but yes, Ted Cruz and uh, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke went at it. Can we maybe we start with the, the Spanish uh, clip? Can we start there because. This is, uh, I, I just can't take it. It's I wanted like, to bang my head against a wall. It's so funny because this. in reality, like, you know, Ted Cruz is named Ted because partially to separate himself from his father, who is very active in politics as well, but partially just because, you know, like, Ted is like a thing that people in Texas are named, right? Isn't, like, it, isn't it just a nickname for Edward? Yes. Am I off base? Yeah, right, it's Raphael Edward Cruz, right? right? Teddy Roosevelt was probably yeah. Edward Roosevelt. No, right, no. but Raphael is his first name. Right. Like, yeah. So yeah. most people get called by, you know, their first name. And it's like, okay, well, he took it and he uses Edward and named it Ted. And again, who cares, right? On the other side is Beto, which is his name is Robert Francis O'Rourke. And like, there's a there's an element of like people use these things for the the demographic they're going for right like yeah. you're you're a politician in Texas Ted's probably really workable unless you're a Democrat in Texas then Beto's much better than Robert Francis O'Rourke uh, here is Robert Francis O'Rourke uh, giving a little bit taste of his Spanish. 
First, Jason, let me thank you and Sarah for moderating tonight's debate, Ken's Five, for hosting us, the mm -hmm. people of San Antonio for being here, and Thanks the people that. of Texas for watching this and participating in one of the most important decisions of our lifetimes. Es un honor estar aquí con ustedes otra vez aquí en, en San Antonio. Now, people are saying that's pandering. I disagree. Oh, I think it just gosh. slipped into it. This is what he's like at home. <laughs> He's constantly just talking in both he's, languages. He's set a standard now. I think he yeah. needs to do a different language every debate. <laughs> like, uh, like if he does it every time, I'm like, that guy's multilingual. We should elect him. He can go like he can be, uh, you when, know, talk to the other folks. When you're that Hispanic, it yes. just it is it's this flows. flows. Yes, it's, 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 it's out of your pores. He's more than 100% Hispanic, yeah. I believe. And I, could, I think both uh, we both noticed this. The other thing too, that would, the first thing I could notice is just he was so shiny. <laughs> Why was he so shiny? He was the most shiny person I've ever seen on television. You know, they had to have had a makeup person that went to powder him and he said no 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 right no i need to remain shiny or maybe he said he said yes but he said it in spanish and they didn't understand <laughs> that could have been it he as said well C, and they <laughs> <were> like, <laughs> he reminds me of the shooter mcgavin of uh, politics right uh, now. yeah it's like he's all like talking about how great the water is mm -hmm. you know and that's what's making everybody but behind closed doors and the cameras are off he's he hates old people and he's kicking dogs <laughs> we know it <laughs> So I'm I'm new to Texas. I'm I got my voter registration. Uh, no, I'm going to be voting. Uh, I also I, I am an independent, and I, I bend no knee for man nor party. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how I'm going to vote. And, I, and it's not like a wink wink nudge nudge thing. It's like I don't know these candidates well enough yet. Mm -hmm. So like I've I, I've not completed watching this, but I want to watch it and kind of see. I, I guess that you all are not on Team Beto. So, <laughs> no. So, uh, so well, right. but here's a question for you. So do you like uh, democratic socialism? Not a big fan. Okay, so you're probably Beto's probably not your guy. Okay. Although, although I also want to throw out, like, I watched this, they didn't let in a libertarian, like, like yeah, uh, which, which I have to say, I'm, I'm incredibly disappointed with the parties of, of Texas in terms of Democrats, Republicans. I wish they were in favor of competitive elections and actual democracy. And Texas is they're not, not good on that issue. No. I mean, I, Texas is, I think, good on most issues. I'm a huge fan of the state, and I never want to leave it, and I don't even want to go out for, like, a visit to anyone. Um, but, <laughs> like, enough, you it's, can do yeah, I can kind of just kind of yeah, you're kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I, they are not good with the second, you know, it's, it's hard to, to, you know, to get on the ballots. It's, yeah. it's not, they don't make it easy, which is a real shame. I mean, why not give people choices? You know, I, I'm a big fan of what they did in Maine uh, with, choice with the ranked choice yeah, voting, that's a great um, thing. which I think is I, hopefully they're testing it there and it, and it does well and people like it because that's a real solution to this. You can you could vote for your top choice and not feel like, oh, I'm letting down the you know the candidate has the chance to win. Um, I think they, 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 they do that in France too, although we shouldn't tell Texas. I don't feel like no, France yeah, no, 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 yeah, don't, for the state of Texas. So what stood out <laughs> to want, you in the We don't want debate. Le Pen to be winning. Um, yeah, uh, uh, the, let me give you this one clip. This is one of the amazing things. Because um, O'Rourke really is a, a national celebrity for no discernible reason. Um, he, he, he's made a couple of good viral videos that have gone out there, and he's raised mo almost all of his money from outside of the state. Yeah, he's, he's become a national figure. He skateboards. Uh, he does skateboard so. through Whataburger. We did yes. learn that at one point. Um, you know, there's a lot of other Republican candidates have great stories, too, that are younger or have more engaged. I mean, his story was he was in a band, and then he got into politics, and he's been in politics for a long time, and now he's in Congress. And, you know, he's younger and good-looking, I guess, and, like, people... Yeah. You don't like it? You know, no. Okay, I'll, I'll leave that one up to you. Can, can I ask again, too? Me, me being from Oklahoma, at least a few years ago, Democrats in Oklahoma were functionally a third party. Uh, because, like, an Oklahoma Democrat was, when I was there, 
was about like a Maine Republican. Mm -hmm. um, is that the same in Texas, or does it vary? I'm, I'm if he's if he's a Bernie Sanders type guy, he would he not is. fit that bill. No, he and and he really is far. The last couple of elections, this is with Wendy Murphy, wasn't it? Wendy Murphy, the last one. Wendy Davis. Wendy Davis. That's Wendy Davis. As I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, Wendy Davis ran, and she was like a very hard. You know, her big issue was she was super duper 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 pro uh, choice, mm -hmm. uh, and she was kind of famous for a big protest that she did. And they've been running these candidates that are you know pretty super far left lately. Um, I, I guess, I mean, I, I guess they're just trying to, they're playing demographics and, and it does help them raise a lot of money. So I think like part of the charm of, of Beto uh, or Robert Francis or work to the rest of the country is here's this guy in Texas and he sounds like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, but she's, he's saying it in, in Texas. I mean, that's, it's brave. And, I, and there's but something he is, that I, he is marketing it a little bit differently. He is definitely. He's, he's not saying, I'm a democratic socialist. I want all these things that Ocasio-Cortez wants. But if you really look at what he did, is, he did sign on to, to Bernie Sanders' health care plan, yep, right? yes. which, which is yes. yep. not even if you're <laughs> even if you're for that kind of thing, it's way way, way the, the math doesn't add up. Very right, well. but yeah. he's he has done a good job of disguising where he really stands with that, and he's taken a bit of a page from the Trump playbook, which is he's jumped into some of these cultural divides on the side that the left likes. For example, the kneeling thing. He's probably his mm -hmm. most famous moment was a viral video about him talking about how it's okay to kneel in, yeah. the, in football, which, by the way, um, government has absolutely nothing to do with it and should have absolutely nothing. I should never hear a freaking word from any government official about sports. I never, ever, in my, I don't ever want to hear it. I love sports. I never want to hear a word from any of them about it. Um, so, you know, but I mean, it helps you raise money. So really, the thing he's known for, his entire story, is he was able to raise a lot of money. $38 million this last quarter, the all-time record for any senator at any time for a quarter. He, I mean, and, and uh, now that's a huge number. The bad news about that is he beat Rick Lazio in New York, who uh, also raised a lot of money and then got his butt kicked by Hillary Clinton. So it's not necessarily leads to wins, but it's a huge number. It's really impressive. He's out raising crews like crazy, which is why this next clip is just, just drove me nuts. It's uh, Beto talking about uh, crews and corporate interests. And for Senator Cruz to say that this isn't going to bust the budget at a time of $21 trillion in debt when we're on track to deficit spend to the tune of a trillion dollars a year, he voted to add two trillion dollars and those tax cuts disproportionately will flow to corporations who are already sitting on record piles of cash and the already wealthy in a country that is riven with income inequality unseen since the last gilded age why in the days just before and just after that vote senator cruz accepted one hundred and twenty thousand dollars from the political action committees who represent the corporate interests that benefited from this tax cut. Why does he vote for this? Why does he vote for internet companies to sell your private browsing data to the highest bidder without your consent? Why does he not vote for universal background checks in a country that loses 30,000 people to gun violence every year? Follow the money. In each of these cases, if you look at the political action committee contributions to Senator Cruz, it helps to explain the reasons for his vote and how corrupted Congress has become. So, you know, A, the idea that Ted Cruz is supporting gun rights or lower taxes over a $150,000 yeah, He was really on the fence on that one. Yeah, I know. He? It was not yeah, a no one knew where it was going to come down. Right, like, <laughs> there's a chicken and egg situation here, right? Like, people, people who want low taxes donate to Ted Cruz because he's been for low taxes for a very long time. These are not surprising issues. The idiocy of acting as if the NRA, a donation from the NRA or some PAC associated with the NRA is making Ted Cruz become pro-gun is nuts. He's been pro-gun ever since he's been in the public eye, ever since he was a 
child. I mean, if you look at his life story. Um, but beyond this, like, there's this weird thing that goes on with money and politics that drives me crazy. Um, and, and it's the, this idea that um, who is responsible and, 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 and what, is, what is the role of everybody else talking about how you spend your own money? If you have money and you want to spend it on political speech, that is 100% your right. It is, I think, a very clear example of what the founders intended, which is you get to do with your money. When it comes to political speech, we're never going to censor you. And the idea that some billionaire can't spend all the billions he wants to on political races, to me, it feels wrong. I can understand how people say, well, they're buying elections. But it's up to us to vote. We are the ones doing it. And it's the same thing in, in uh, Congress. If, if the NRA tomorrow somehow finds a way uh, with our current laws, which I think are completely unconstitutional when it comes to campaign finance reform, but if, if, some, if they come in and they decide to give Ted Cruz $700 billion tomorrow, let's just say they come up with it, it's up to Ted Cruz to vote how Ted Cruz believes is right, and then we have a chance to, to vote him out of office. It is their responsibility. Lobbyists can't cast votes. I don't care how many you have. It's an annoying world. I, I have to bring up mm-hmm. Presidents Gingrich and Romney purchasing right. the election. Right. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, they did. Like, like they got <laughs> billionaire backing, and they won. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, wait, we'll get back to that in just a minute. I have some, some news to break to you. Uh, but the same thing with Hillary Clinton. Like, Hillary Clinton outspent Trump by yeah. gobs and gobs and yeah. gobs. Trump underspent virtually every Republican. I think he did every, every single Republican at the moment you, yeah. you do the data at. Yeah, exactly. Like this is not about money. You can't buy elections in this country. Yes, you can get yourself on TV. If you're an unknown, you can get yourself to being known. But I mean, in a lot of ways, that's antiquated, right? Like these races are all super high profile. They're, these people are in your face all the time. The news and politics are in our face all the time. You can be aware of who a good candidate is. And regardless of this, it is my money. If I want to, if I want to waste it so that Beto O'Rourke can run another stupid ad, so he can lose by seven, six, six points instead of seven, <laughs> that is my right as an American citizen. And, and those ads are everywhere. And now they are. Like, yeah, I, I have YouTube. So like on you, there are commercials on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know those annoying things that pop up in the middle of really? a cat video. Mm-hmm. Like he'll all of a sudden Beto will show up in the middle of a cat video. How many He's cat videos everywhere. you watch? He watches a lot of. It's just it is a lot of cat videos. By the way, we should well, like, 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 like uh, in, in the in the uh, debate they. Talked about uh, they they hinted at um, uh, you know campaign finance law like like uh, Beto said that he was not taking any money from PACs and Cruz rightly pointed out that PACs are still operating on there's a whole point of PACs right, exactly. the whole point of PACs is that you can say they're, they're pushing in and that's yeah. yeah exactly and that's one of the the, the major um, unintended side effects of of the McCain Feingold legislation that happened was mm-hmm. that rather than having one campaign actually determining the messaging or hopefully keeping it civil and honest is no longer able to do that now there's all these aggregate things that are working autonomously and independently. Right. And then the other thing is, I think the more you restrict that that campaign spending, the more you're going to get Donald Trumps and people that know how to game the media. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can go make you can go get media attention. That's not hard to do. Mm-hmm. You do it by saying crazy stuff and mean stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you know if you if you have more or open, being a big celebrity. Yeah. Right. I mean, like the, the, it's it, it incentivizes <clears throat> campaigns or parties to try to run celebrities because you can get so much free media. It's it's really it's just not right. Like trying to micromanage. Uh, people's political speech, I thought we all agreed was a bad thing in this country. I really did. And, you know, you see the way that, and I'm sure Beto, if you asked him about it, would tell you how evil the Citizens United ruling was, which was, it wasn't even a ruling. It was just telling you it was in the Constitution. Like, they were, they, it's, uh, it was not a new thing. These are, these are very basic ideas, and we're still totally on the wrong side of this. The, all of these campaign finance laws are, are, are terrible. They're, uh, every one of them is unconstitutional. When you're trying to micromanage how someone spends their money on political speech, 
it's like a fundamental thing we were trying to do in this country to make sure people were able to speak their mind and you know uh, and use their resources, whether it's their time, whether it's their speech, their credibility, their money, all of these things, uh, as they want to when it comes to political speech. And the fact that we still micromanage that is is an embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, I want to get to Kashagi, but let's take a break real quick before we get into. So that. can we just agree? Are we going Kashagi or Kashogi? Kashagi, right? I keep hearing Kashogi. I heard Kashogi. I heard it on CNN today. Kashogi. Oh, well, that was your first. Mistake. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. crazy stuff going on uh, with Saudi Arabia. But before we get into all of that, I want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. I'm pretty sure that I have one on the way in the mail. And I'm Why do you have one? Is super this excited the laser about it. Yes, yes it's cool. the laser gun. I want one. Why don't I get one? Well, Why you, do you get one and I don't get one? I don't understand. I want all the hands. things that everyone else has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. you could go on the website and pay for it too. I love that idea. Okay. I mean, can I use your card? No, it's just expensive. <laughs> okay, yeah, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jason, you could probably speak to this the most because you are a firm believer in iTarget Pro. You've used it extensively. Yeah, we actually I, I did a, a like a little class here that we did. Yeah, we've and we're playing it right now. Those of you um, watching on TV. Yeah, that, it's such a cool product. So basically, what it is is it uses your existing handgun. And uh, it comes with like multiple different calibers, but you, it's got like a little thing in the back where the firing pin hits hits the round, and that pushes this little laser that shows up on a target, and you get the app, um, and it'll show it. So like, like you, if you're like used to dry firing, if you can either go to the you can either go to the range and like you know improve your skills, or you can dry fire in your home. So basically, it, it makes it to where you're not you know you're doing proper you know trigger control, you're not squeezing it and moving. It's extremely uh, extremely important to maintain your skills. Also pretty boring. It, it can be, yeah, it can be. Unless you're putting like a, we used to put like a little a, pen, a penny or a dime on the end, and if it fell off, that mean you're you know you're doing it. That's the way the, our grand our granddads did it. But no longer with iTarget Pro. Now we got lasers and stuff, freaking laser beams. <laughs> so what you do is you, you set up your target. I do this with my kids. You set up your target. You can go all the way across the room, and you can even make it into a game. You're practicing your skills, and you can make it into a game. I've also helped my kids to teach them how, you know, profit firearm safety as well. Yeah. It's just a cool product. Yeah. So you can save 10% right now with offer code NEWS. Go to iTargetPro.com. I'm so pumped to get mine. All right, Jason, uh, the latest on Khashoggi. This is, I, this, I'm getting kind of like PTSD from the Kavanaugh stuff. Because when I think it's not going to get crazier, the ne- <laughs> then the next day happens and it gets crazier. But now, so the, the latest news, and I'm having a hard time even keep, keeping up with all this, yeah. but we knew that there was a supposedly video and audio. I, I have my doubts in the video. Uh, ultimately, this comes down to whether tur- is Turkey lying or not. I mean, they definitely oh. have a dog in the Imagine that, right? <laughs> yeah. I wonder. <laughs> they would never. They would have no but, motivation. So, so supposedly, this is a, uh, the, the, the audio has leaked to Sabah newspaper, which is also an online uh, uh, media I hope that guy's okay. <laughs> and I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, get to the U.S. consulate pronto, <laughs> right? buddy. But supposedly, they have it, but they haven't released it yet. I don't know if that's it's probably under order, or it doesn't exist, or who knows what. Maybe they're writing a big expose on it. But supposedly, the contents on that detail a seven-minute-long torture session and execution. Seven minutes long. They say the audio picks up to where uh, you hear him being dragged out of the, uh, the consular's office, the main office, 
you also hear the counselor saying, hey, you guys, don't do that in here. You're going to get me in trouble. And then the guy that's doing the execution says, uh, if you want to live, you know, you'll sit down and shut up, basically. Then it goes on. There's also so apparently a witness that heard uh, the screams coming from. But seven, it took seven minutes to when they finally, they said they could hear them uh, injecting him with something so that the scream stopped. And they continued to dismember him after that. Oh, God. The God. most horrific thing and, ever. And here's my question, though, is all I've heard is speculation that the audio would have come from his Apple Watch. Is that right? Because what, I mean, where, where are they going to get audio? Like, who's going to record that? Okay, so, so that, that's rumor that, yeah, he, that but, he pressed record on his Apple Watch when he walked in, and then but, that went to the cloud, and then he did give his, I guess, of his phone yes, or whatever to, to a his Turkish. Fiance, I thought. Was that who it was? Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, or, and, he was, and she was supposed to take it to a Turkish official that he yeah. knew or something like yeah. that? Something like that. It's either that or, I don't know how but, much I can say about this on the air, ooh. but there are m- multiple ways, one specific, that you can get video and audio that most nation states use against every embassy in the world. It's very really? possible, but most, most, most nation states in their embassies have safeguards against that, countermeasures, but it's possible the Saudi consulate didn't have that. But okay. every single one of them is under this type of surveillance. Okay. So this is very, very possible. You mean okay, like, like because... maybe we bugged their consulate, or...? Um, the, the, we, the, not us, but the, the, the Turks did. were probably using some kind of surveillance. And then they released it, in that case. Right. Okay, okay because uh, the Apple Watch thing had me stumped. I read an article about... Uh, just the safeguards in place that most embassies have that would prevent the Apple Watch from being the audio leak. So, you know, just the radio frequencies and all of that. So I was a little bit confused as to how they would have audio. But what you just said makes a lot more sense, I yeah, think. Yeah, it could yeah. be either or. But we'll just... This is one of the things I think is weird about this is we keep getting all these details with no, no, like, we never, it's like, like... From Turkish, example, Turkish officials, like Three right? days ago, I think it was, CNN came out and said the Saudis are going to come out and they're going to admit this was an interrogation gone yeah. wrong. They still have not admitted it. All of this is reports. It seems to almost all of them come from Turkish officials, which have they're incentivized to say bad things about the Saudis. I'm not saying the Saudis are good. They're not. Um, But it it is a I feel like there's no reason for us in this particular situation to rush to judgment. Um, I, I, you know, again, complete guess think this stuff probably does go down because, uh, you know, it just seems like it does. But I mean, outside of outside of hearing a few reports from here and there and this guy not you know being around anymore, we don't know what happened yet. And it's it's unlike a situation where there's a, uh, you know, a terrorist is planning an attack or there's a nuclear, uh, you know, uh, possibility or whatever it is. This is one where they're, you know, they're really bad and we may put sanctions on them. Um, we may not, you know. But it's not, there's not an impending additional danger to the United States of America because of this. If they did something wrong, we need to take uh, steps to show how much we don't like it, um, I think. But that's, that's really, it's, this is not one where we need to rush to, to do something drastic. Um, you know, we just have to make sure that we get, try to get to the bottom of it. I mean, again, more facts better than less facts. Assuming that it, that it does come out, that it was true, what do you think that the ramifications will be? See, Glenn asked me something similar yesterday, and I, I thought about it for a while. The problem is we really need the Saudis. We really need the Saudis I mean, for multiple. We don't really get our oil from there anymore. We get it from South America. Like, true, but know, we what? rely on the Saudis to help regulate the markets. So, which they pay, play a very big role in that. So, and um, I'll get more on that in a second. But also, I mean, economically, we'll take a hit on this as well. They account for about almost 20% of our, that's how much uh, military equipment we sell to them. So about 20% of how much money, you know, the billions and billions of dollars we make on 
global uh, uh, arms sales. I now, think we should knock that off. So, that, so, that, so yes, <laughs> our Lockheed Martin's doing fine. We could take a twenty percent hit. It's going to make yeah. new flying jets and flying tanks and whatnot. And we'll just yeah. cut off a despotic theocratic yeah. uh, autocracy from arms sales. Um, Do we have flying tanks? Is that a? Is that a? It should be a thing. If it's not, be, I'm it's sure they're like strapping a blimp to a tank and then billing the American people for forty billion. Um, but 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 there's 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 other reasons too. Like they are a significant check to Iran. So they're they're part of like not only them, but it's not just the Saudis. It's also the rest of the Gulf kingdoms around there that are all basically one and all allied with each other. We rely on them to help contain Iran. Not only that, but the other multiple jihadist groups that are in the area. So it's good to have I don't want to say friendly, but convenient relationship with the Saudis. Um, but one thing is we can't just go around throwing out sanctions because, I, again, that, that, they have levers that they can use to hurt us as well. This is what I would do. Well, to, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to tease this. Oh. oh. What Jason is going to do. He's going to fix the problem. You may hear that later mm-hmm. on in the, the show. Forward. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're going to drop flying tanks on the market. Yeah, yeah you are. Blimp, sure. blimp tanks. Blimp tanks. <laughs> Copyright Andrew Heaton. <laughs> Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. All right, Jason, let's pick back up where we left off on um, what you think that we should do. Should all of this going on in Saudi Arabia be true? All right, so if I'm... Not Stephen Miller. If I'm Pompeo, I guess, or anyone, anyone competent around the, the president, this is what I'm probably going to advise him to do. Now, I, I don't think that we should throw out sanctions, although I would love sanctions on them. I think they deserve sanctions. But I just wouldn't do it because there's a lot of stuff at stake. Um, I personally would, re, would revisit a 2007 bill that, never, that actually got voted on, both the House and the Senate, but uh, President Bush decided to th- he threatened to veto it and it never went anywhere. But it was the NOPEC bill. Do you guys remember that? NOPEC? I don't. No. So it stands for No Petroleum Exporting and uh, uh, Operating or whatever Cartels. Mm-hmm. So basically what it, what it did was it opened, it, it got rid of the uh, protection, the sovereignty that uh, the nation states had to where we couldn't go after them for antitrust uh, lawsuits. So it, it got rid of that. So if OPEC or anybody else would want to take their place, wanted to try and set and uh, mess with the prices, uh, do price controls on, on oil, then we could actually go after them and sue them. Now, I personally love the idea. Uh, I, OPEC pretty much naturally has already pretty much dug their grave on that. I don't think they have the power to set the prices as they once did, but they still can. And this is something that the president has actually come out and, and accused the, both the Russians and the Saudis of doing. This was just like a few, few months ago he was, he was talking, he was tweeting about how they were doing this. Um, but it is something that they're still doing, and it's still things that are like, I mean, you think like we are record uh, production in oil. There's no reason why we should be paying like in Texas, like 250 for a gallon of gas. But um, price manipulation is happening. So I think that they could go back to this. It's already been voted on. I think, I think it would easily get bipartisan support. And President Trump could sign off on it. He, could, he would both be, look, he'd be looking at something that he would be... Uh, um, coming through on something that he's already criticized them with. Mm-hmm. Um, it would also help uh, the consumers, American consumers, also help out American oil, oil producers. But it would also look like he's being tough on them. And it would also basically, would be, the effect would be, it would be a sanction on them. It would, in effect, be a sanction without us having to actually say, you are sanctioned. Mm. So that's what it would do. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So um, j- just call up Trump. 
Just dial them up and just let them know. Call me. Unfortunately, <laughs> they uh, they just watch on TV. They're not on overtime, so they didn't. They missed the whole experience. Oh, no. They're not subscribers. <laughs> we would have solved well, the whole problem. But I that's why I teased it, so okay. that they now they signed up, because they wanted cut to hear that what Jason and put it on Twitter. Guaranteed he'll see that <laughs> 5 a.m. when he hits the commode tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right, Andrew, the legalization of marijuana in yes. Canada. So uh, our neighbors in Canada, uh, they, they passed the legislation to legalize marijuana a few months ago. That came in with the, the Trudeau government was one of the things he uh, he ran on. Uh, but it is now, as of today, Wednesday, it is officially legal for all adults in Canada to purchase marijuana. Um, the individual provinces are, are setting the um, actual age at which you purchase it. I think Quebec's setting it at 21 because Quebec. Uh, but the <laughs> other ones are, are doing whatever they want. And uh, I say hats off to Canada. I think that's a wonderful thing. I think uh, uh, I don't smoke pot, but you probably should. I'm usually funnier to people that have been smoking. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, like it's, you know, it's your body. If you do it in your garage or you do it yourself, it's, it's do whatever you want. That's fine. So uh, I, I think it's great. I, I wish we would emulate them more. There's still, a, in the United States, what we've been doing the last, um, the last few years, um, starting with the Obama administration, is we're kind of turning a blind eye to states that want to, to legalize marijuana. But it's still illegal under federal law. It's just that we're not enforcing it. And that makes yeah. it very difficult for marijuana businesses to do any business with banks. Uh, it makes it very difficult for them to do any trans-state commerce. We can't really invest in anything because uh, the SEC is not going to um, validate a business which is in violation of federal law. Um, so we've, we, we're very much lagging behind Canada in this, a phrase that does not thrill me. Uh, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're beating us to it. And uh, you know, hats off to them. I hope that we follow suit. And if, you're a che- if you own a Cheeto factory, yes. you should go yeah. straight north right today. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how far we've come on this so very quickly. I mean, this was something that was, a, I, was I feel like, a pretty controversial topic not more than 10 years ago. Yeah. But the polls, I mean, have come in, in a long way to the point that now it's, it's over, it's a majority of people in the United States who just want it legalized. Around 16%, like it was around 1990. That's like around 61%. Which is, like, I mean, it's really, like, yeah. like, like it came out that Bill Clinton like smoked marijuana <laughs> while in college, yeah. and it was like, oh my God, is he still high? How does it work? <laughs> like, he's probably going to attack people with a crowbar. I saw that black and white film at my high school. It's to your point, though, Andrew, we were in uh, California, uh, and I'll say this about the, about the argument quickly before we get to this. California is a great example of it. At the time that medical marijuana was kind of being debated before, that was really, I mean, that's been overwhelmingly popular for, I think, a long time. But there was that debate period where people were talking about medical marijuana. And the argument against medical marijuana was always it's going to be a slippery slope. There has never been a more true argument than that. <laughs> it was absolutely a slippery slope. I mean, the idea when before it was uh, legal, it is legal in California now, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know, but for a long time it was just medical that was legal, yeah, you, and it was you, you had to go to a guy in a van yeah, to like yeah. tell him that your elbow kind of hurt. Yeah, like yeah, oh gosh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous, and and it, and so that argument was absolutely correct from people who opposed it. I mean, it's never been something that I've cared about opposing in any way, but um, it was interesting to see um, when we were there. Um, there was a uh, couple people on our staff, and I don't, I don't want to bring up names. Uh, went to a uh, um, a uh, one of these uh, dispensaries, one of these medical dispensaries. Um, and one of the interesting things about it was with the banking thing, these 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 businesses are making fortune yeah. and they can't do anything with their money. And one of the things they, they are doing armored cars that they personally yeah, hire. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And to to essentially you know, let's let's not call it laundering, but to la- to clean the money, mm. um, they'll buy a house with cash 
and then list the house immediately on the market again and then sell the house and then they can put that money into the bank. It we, sounds like the next plot to Ozark. Right? Yes, it is. I, well, it's actually a good idea. I, see, I don't, I don't particularly, I'm, I'm a scotch man. That's where, yeah. that's where, that, that's where I damage my body. Okay, it's scotch. Uh, so I don't really... You don't I, limit yourself to just one, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have many, many alcoholic vices. Scotch is just the top. Uh, but uh, I, I don't particularly want to smoke pot. I would love to invest in that entrepreneur. That yeah. person that's like, I'm going to pay a doctor in a van to like give out a, and I'm going to take their money and then I'm going to buy a house. Ah, I'm, like that's going to beat the market. Just to, play, just to play devil's advocate for a second here, though, uh, Stu, you mentioned the medicinal use being a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. But so could could you not make the argument that just having marijuana be legal would be a slippery slope to, you know, they always call it a gateway drug. Well, I think I think you could. I mean, I, I think the main thing, and this is one of the things Trudeau ran on um, that has, has been a, an argument for legalizing marijuana for a long time, is that you, you are... You are removing that black market element, which is very important because right now, you know, if, if you're in actually Oklahoma, just legalized medical marijuana, which blew my mind. But right. three years ago, if you wanted to get uh, marijuana in Oklahoma, you had to go to a drug dealer. Um, and, uh, and that meant that drug dealer, while you were there, might go, hey, if you like pot, have you tried ecstasy or something like that, right? And so you're, you're removing that. You know, I, I do think what it probably will do is I do think it's going to kind of break this hard-lined uh, dare-to-keep-kids-off-drugs definition of drugs, that like drugs is everything but alcohol and caffeine. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to um, kind of atrophy that a little bit, but I, I think that's a positive thing. I think what we need to be doing with, with all drugs is shifting away from a national conversation of how do we punish this to how do we treat it like a medical issue. You know, heroin and all these things, these are medical issues. These people have problems, and we need to have that conversation. But, but I, I don't, I, I'm not terribly worried about it just leading to rampant drug use. And I, I always hate that argument anyway when anybody in government or anyone that, that is anti-pro legalization for marijuana. Because anti-pro. Anti-pro. <laughs> so they're just, yeah, just anti-legalization. They're redundant on top of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not their place, you know, to say, well, this is a gateway drug and we want to keep this. We're not babies. I think we can manage ourselves. We can yeah. govern ourselves on this. Yeah, well, that's not your place to do that. For I will reason. say, I will say, uh, I did read that Colorado, in Colorado, after they legalized marijuana, there was a 48% increase in traffic deaths, weed-related traffic mm. deaths. I mean, so that, that would be a the article issue. actually said. Yeah, that would be a criminal issue. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Weed-related. But, well, but, but, but there's not a, a reliable way to test yeah. people. Was there a less amount of alcohol-related traffic deaths? Right. Certainly yeah. more, right? And, and Well, but since legalization. Yeah, I it's mean, just I, increased, you're saying. Right. It's increased, and, they, and they're finding that there's not really a great way to test people because to see whether, whether or not they're... a lot longer, too, doesn't it? It's like yeah, it alcohol, metabolizes can, differently. Yeah. So, um, look, I mean, the bottom line is the federal government should have absolutely no role in these things. I mean, you know, states, I think, can make their choice. I, I would generally cite on the idea that people should be able to do what they want uh, to their own bodies as long as they're not hurting others, which are already crimes. Like, right, yeah, right. you know, crashing into people is already a crime. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, I, you know, the federal government, it, it's, it's insane. I mean, there's no way the founders, uh, I mean, you look at, it wasn't even contemplated at the time that you would start banning plants. And again, I don't, I, this no, is not a passion issue Whiskey for me tax all. read to a rebellion, or led to yeah, a rebellion. Exactly. You're going to tax whiskey? Okay, Re revolution part two. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's true, and, and, and I don't, it, it's not something that's, I don't, it's always been one of those issues that, like, you know, libertarians talk about this a lot. And I'm, I'm generally a libertarian-leaning conservative is how I would consider myself. But 
they, they lead with pot a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's always been one of those things that, yeah, I agree, but I'm not going out and protesting. I just don't care. Like, it's not, it's not an important issue I, I to like, me. It's not a passion I, issue, but it is a freedom issue. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not, like, again, it doesn't really affect me personally, although it, what it does do is the, the war on drugs takes my money and yeah. flushes it down yeah. the toilet yeah. and ruins a lot of lives. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm really concerned about. So, I've always been so confused on why the Libertarian Party has not picked up any traction. And I think a lot of people that would, might be Republicans that could switch Libertarians, all they think about is... Yeah, those pro, outlier. Pro hookers, pro right. drugs, yeah. and then the, the open borders thing, which that kind of holds me back from it. But I wonder if, and it's an interesting maybe thing to look at, like now that the stigma on drugs is starting to, and pot is starting to go away, I, I don't know if the same thing is going to happen to prostitution or whatever, but I wonder if since that's kind of diminishing, I wonder if the Libertarian Party is going to get more relevance Maybe going I, I, don't, I don't think it's that the pot element turns people off of the Libertarian Party. I, I, th I, I think the problem from, from kind of a marketing perspective is that um, there, there's a different... Uh, there's a difference in thinking between conservative Republicans and Libertarians and Democrats. These are three different tracks of thought. Mm -hmm. And for the last 10, 20 years, the narrative has been, oh, it's half Republican, half Democrat. Uh, and that just doesn't appeal to people. It's like it's 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 purple, but it's not really. It's kind of its own thing, you know. You and your body, and it's you know the arguments aren't being based on like who's the traditional minority or anything like that. So, we'll see. I don't know. So, do you support legalization of all drugs? Um, I'd be open to it. Uh, I mean, like I, my my main thing again is I want it to be a medical thing rather than a criminal thing. I, I don't know that. You know, I think if we just went, everything's 100% legal and, and that's it, we're not going to talk about it any further than that, I think there would be some unintended consequences from that. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say that I am 100% for anyone over the age of 80 doing whatever they want. Uh, if, you die, <laughs> if you die from a heroin overdose at 85, that is metal. Good job. <laughs> like, well done. What about you, Stu? Uh, all, I mean, I, I am, uh, we, we did a show, we, we were talking about it off the air a little bit, um, with kind of both sides of the drug legalization argument. We had Jacob Sullum from Reason uh, who was there, and I, we had another guy who was, made a, you know, a, a good case for why these things need to be controlled. I, I, I certainly believe that the federal government should have absolutely no role in it. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess that is technically saying all drugs should be legal. I do think that if, you know, if Utah wants to have a different choice, I think, you know, you have to look at that. And I think that I think what you would find immediately is probably all 50 states ban heroin. Right. Like, I mean, but I do think that it's one of those things where um, you know, the, the way we look at it is, is, is wrong. It should not be a federal government issue in the first place. And fundamentally, that's the more important aspect of this. We, all, we know there are already things that are illegal that are incredibly damaging. And like you mentioned, unintended side effects. Yeah, it's the same thing that happens with French fries and the same things that happens uh, with, uh, with alcohol and the same thing that happens with all sorts of various vices, tobacco and everything. There, those are situations where we just want to limit the, um, the abuse that other people would have to deal with in that sort of situation. Um, but I, you know, I don't even like the idea where they're like, oh, we well, should legalize it and tax it and regulate it. Eh. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. well, I don't want taxing or regulation on anything else. Why do I want it on that? Yeah. People should be able to do what they want with their... What about age restrictions? Uh, I mean, I think age restrictions is a sensible uh, is a sensible thing. That yes. would be the one regulated regulation that I could see. I think those oh, no, would no, be... And, but you think, that, past that. you think that 21 is too old? T too old for what, pot? Yeah, because you mentioned uh, uh, Quebec. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I um, high school party at Andrew's house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I don't. Uh, I, I would. It seems to me that they're just kind of dragging their feet on that. If if you could sh show me scientific data, and I don't know, if you could show me data that like uh, you know, like with alcohol, you really shouldn't probably drink till you're 23 yeah. uh, because it doesn't hit or, or, or at all. <laughs> Probably the best thing to do uh, is at all. But. Yeah. Like like I, I you know I mean, I, look I had I had a power hour in the middle of a radio. <laughs> show. I'm, not, I'm not one to talk here, but if if you, if you could if you could make a really good um, but but there too it's like I it, it seems to me so. Un 
unlikely that that's going to be effective, that it's probably, if you're going to let 22-year-olds smoke pot and everybody below that now has to make friends with a dorky 22-year-old that's willing to sell pot to a 17-year-old, it might just be better to legalize it at 18 or something. Um, yeah, so but you, I, there are some major restrictions. You, you just don't. Yeah, you, I would. No, I, I don't think like four-year-olds should be smoking pot or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm fine with tobacco being restricted <laughs> and that kind of thing. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're fine I, with tobacco. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but maybe fine. smoking cigarettes are yeah. super cute. Cigars, cigars, not cigarettes. Yeah. Cigars, though. That's it's eloquent. Jason. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm all, I, I totally agree with Stu. Uh, completely on board. Uh, I don't think the federal government has any voice at all, any say at all, in telling people what they can do or not do with their bodies. Uh, I, I'm all for the not full-on legalization as far as the full term is, but decriminalization, I guess, yeah. um, because I do think that uh, there should be, I hate all regulation pretty much in general for everything, but I, I, I don't think that you know, if there was like an 18, you know, you know, age limit or whatever, I just don't want like a seven-year-old walking into a yeah, store yeah, and, I, and purchasing. There's, there's some that. reasonable things that could happen, you know, I, I, don't, right. I don't want meth vending machines, so that's not the way forward for me, you know. Right. Although it would be interesting, it would be a good business. It would be a fun week. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> but but then Very also, fast. but then also, uh, you know, let's say let's say a 17 year old when he's supposed to be an 18 year old bought it. I don't think it should be the same type of sentence that it is today, where someone goes to prison for 10 years yeah. or something ridiculous. You know, it's come on, it's ridiculous. But decriminalization, yes. Yeah. Um, before we go, I do want to play Ted Cruz when he was, I guess, departing from the uh, the debate. He was met with some, they were really, really big Ted Cruz fans. Okay. And uh, let, let's watch. And it was a victory for women in America. You think that putting a sexual assaulter on the court is a victory for women? Thank you, sir. God bless you. So you believe in men assaulting women? That's what your vote cost today, Senator. Uh, I believe in due process. You believe in due process? Lots of women were out there talking about their stories. And you don't Do you care. believe in a man lying about his alcohol in front of the Senate and perjury? Do you believe in perjury? Thank you for expressing your First Amendment rights. So why do you support a man that abuses women? Shame on you, Ted Cruz. God bless Shame you, ma'am. Shame on you, Ted Cruz. 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 I just have to say, uh, hats off to Ted Cruz. I don't understand how he stays so calm with that. I mean, yeah, he's on pro propanolol or something. That's keeping I, his seriously, <laughs> I don't understand because I'm watching it and my blood is just boiling. And what, like, I got, like again, like, like I'm, I don't know how I'm going to vote, but that doesn't endear me to the anti-Cruz side. No, it's like I'm like, okay, like, I don't like loud noises. That's kind of my political disposition. Whoever's screaming, I don't really want to hang out with them. And uh, yeah, well, it's, it's an odd thing too. It's like you know, this is a common refrain of a lot of people in that Kavanaugh situation, which was. A really unfortunate accusation for anyone who thought Kavanaugh should be confirmed was that we believed that she was assaulted, but just didn't care. And it's not at all. I mean, I think a lot of people believed in due process. A lot of people believe, well, there's just not a lot of evidence. Maybe I don't even believe her accusation specifically, but that does not mean we certainly didn't believe it and just brush it off. That's... That's, that's not you, what happened. Do you believe in men lying about alcohol? I do believe in that, yes. Men should always be allowed to. That's, that's, the first, that's in the First Amendment, if it you is. look closely. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just have to look. Yeah, you have to, it's on the back. Uh, all right, before we go, do us a favor. So Facebook, is, you know how Facebook is like suppressing conservatives and all that fun stuff. Um, so when you go, remember to like our Facebook watch page. So search for the news and why it matters. Make sure that the page is liked and not just followed, and then click on the check mark and click see first, because otherwise they're hiding all of our stuff. So if you're watching this, you clearly want to see our material, 
right? So make sure to do that so that you can see it because we just, the algorithm, man. <laughs> the algorithm, man. It's like, it's like the new, like, it's like our new stoner phrase. It is. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that algorithm. I spent too much time in Canada earlier today. Uh, and then today's poll, who do you think won the Texas debate last night, Ted Cruz or Robert Francis O'Rourke? Let us know at The Blaze. And that's it for us. We'll see you nice. guys tomorrow. I think Ted Cruz won. Yeah, I, I, you? I, I've not watched all of it, but I think he, yeah. you know, like, uh, I, I, again, I, I'm not really familiar with Beto, but yeah, I was but like, Cruz was clearly the Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.